I was putting away some laundry the other day when I came across a familiar t-shirt at the back of one of my drawers. You probably have one just like it. It's an old, worn-out t-shirt that you just can't seem to part with. Mine is 17 years old and counting, and I'll be honest, it has seen better days for sure. It has holes and stains and smells, but there's just something about it that I can't let go of. Whenever I wear it for a run or to do something around the yard, my wife always says, Chad, you have got to get rid of that shirt. I'm going to throw it away when you're not looking one day. I keep hiding it. But I just can't bring myself to it. I, I, I guess there's something about the memories associated that are hard to let go. I, I, I don't know. And even though it's old and ratty, it's still one of my favorite shirts. I mean, do you have one of these? Please let me know I'm not alone. But as anyone who has ever cleaned out a closet, you know it can be tough to let go of certain things, even if they no longer serve a purpose. A lot of times we associate our belongings with certain memories. Letting go of those things can feel like we're saying goodbye to a part of our past. But holding on to these old shirts, or anything else for that matter, can actually prevent us from moving forward in life. How can we expect to make new memories if we're constantly clinging to the old ones? We all have a little bit of emotional baggage, whether it's the hurt feelings from a bad breakup or the insecurity that comes from an unfulfilling job. We all have our share of issues. And just like that old t-shirt in the back of the closet, this emotional baggage can be sometimes comfortable, familiar, safe even, at least what we have become accustomed to thinking is safe. It's something you've been carrying around for a long time, and it's kind of become a part of who you are. But the problem is, holding on to this emotional baggage keeps you from moving on, keeps you from your potential. What if I told you that holding on to that t-shirt is actually holding you back? that it's time to let go of the past and make room for something new. I know, I know, it's hard to let go of something that we're so attached to. But when we're holding on to our emotional baggage, we're actually weighing ourselves down. We're carrying around all of this negativity, and it's preventing us from moving forward. It's time to empty out that old drawer. It's time to make room for something new to wear. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. As much as it's hard to admit, we all have emotional baggage. The first step is to identify what that emotional baggage may be. It's a tough question to walk through, but it's the stuff that can weigh us down. It's what can hold us back. It's the grudges that we hold on to. It's the pain that we can't let go of. And it's the anger that festers inside. Perhaps it's a failed relationship or maybe a difficult childhood. 
but it might be something that we have become so comfortable with that we don't want to let go, right? But once you identify this emotional baggage, you then can begin to let it go. Actually, let, let, me, let me make this a little easier to relate. Let's pretend this old t-shirt is our emotional baggage. It's comfortable. It's familiar. We love wearing it. And it's almost like the security blanket that I mentioned earlier. But that's not necessarily a good thing. Just like that old t-shirt, our emotional baggage can be stained with the negative experiences of our past. It can be full of holes from all the times we've been hurt. And it can be so threadbare that it doesn't provide any warmth or protection anymore. It's interesting to think about how our emotions can change over time and what makes us feel secure and content in one season can actually become a source of anxiety or insecurity in another. Maybe that piece of emotional excess was once a form of security, but now it's become a burden. Or maybe we've always been afraid of it, but it's only now that we're starting to realize, oof, how that shirt doesn't really fit anymore, how damaging it actually can be. Either way, it's important to recognize these changes and to take steps to address them. Otherwise, we may find ourselves stuck and a cycle of emotional ups and downs that's so difficult to break free from. So today I'd like to look at three types of emotional baggage that we should let go. You ready? First is the baggage of bitterness. We've all been there. We've all held on to some sort of grudge or bitterness towards someone, whether it's from the past or maybe even the present. Frankly, it's never a good idea. For one thing, it's not just worth your time or energy. It's not. You're better off spending that time and energy on things that actually make you happy, that give you life. And then also holding on to this bitterness, it just makes you miserable. It's like carrying around this huge burden that you just can't wait to get rid of you have the hardest time of opening your hand and letting this bitterness go. So how do you let go of this bitterness that you've been holding on to? What, what steps do we take? Well, first try to understand where the bitterness is coming from. Is it because you feel like you were wronged in some way? Or is it because you were afraid of being hurt again? That's a hard one. And once you understand the source of this bitterness, it, it'll be easier to let go. First of all, try to understand where the bitterness is coming from. Is it because you feel like you were wronged in some way? Or is it because you're afraid of being hurt again? But once you understand the source of bitterness, it'll be easier to let it go. So first, I would like for you to do one thing. Start forgiving yourself. It's important to realize that no one is perfect. We all make mistakes. Forgive yourself. Forgiving yourself for your mistakes will help you to release some of this bitterness that you're holding on to. And then secondly, start forgiving the other person. 
This does not mean that what they did was okay. Not at all. But it does mean that you're ready to move on. A lot of times forgiveness is actually not even for that own person. Forgiveness is for yourself and moving on from what happened with that person. Try to see things from their perspective and understand why they may have acted the way they did, but doing so does not give them permission for the way that they acted. It just means that you are no longer wanting to carry this bitterness about what happened and you're wanting to move on. When you're able to forgive them, it will be much easier to let go of this bitterness. And as you're about to close this one drawer in your closet, all of a sudden, oh yeah, there's that other shirt I've had for so long. Perhaps this second shirt in our drawer is the baggage of fear. Fear can manifest itself in so many ways, such as fear of failure, fear of rejection, even fear of success. According to dictionary.com, the definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. In other words, fear is when we focus on what could go wrong instead of what could go right. So why are we so afraid of it? Why are we so afraid of fear? Well, there's a few thoughts, and one is that we fear failure because it threatens our sense of self-worth. Right? If we believe that our worth as a person is based on our accomplishments, then naturally we're going to fear anything that would jeopardize that. So the fear of self-worth is for sure one of them. Another thought is that we fear failure because it means losing out on the benefits, on the rewards. If we view failure as a loss of opportunity, then we understand why we would want to avoid it at all costs, right? If we fear that we're going to lose something, then why go after that? So one way to release this baggage of fear is to acknowledge it. Now, that might sound easier than said and done, but it's important to remember that fear is just a product of our own thoughts and imagination. Do you hear that? Fear is just a product of our own thoughts and imagination. So if we can learn to recognize our fears for what they are, we can start to let them go. And another way of doing this is to embrace it, to embrace this fear. Instead of trying to run from our fears, we can actually try to understand them. And one of the best ways to release the baggage of fear is to simply take action in doing this. Instead of running from it, run towards it and embrace it and replace the word fear with faith, as in believing what you are doing, who you are, and what you are worth. The definition of faith is confidence or trust in a person or thing. Imagine if you replace that word fear with faith of who you are and what you can do. If we approach life with faith instead of fear, imagine how different our lives would be. We would be taking more risk. 
We would chase after our dreams. We would run full stop so hard. We would seek out the fullest in everything that we put our hands to. Run after the fear. Face it. Go after it. Replace the word fear with faith. The next time you're feeling scared or anxious, try replacing the word fear with faith and see how your perspective changes. Believe in who you are. Believe in what you can do. And last but not least, with this old smelly t-shirt, we have the baggage of self-doubt. Self-doubt is that little voice inside of your head that tells you, you know, you can't do something. It's that nagging feeling that you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not talented enough. We all have self-doubt, and it could be a real pain in the peach, I'm going to be honest. The good news is there are ways to deal with self-doubt. But before we go forward, I want to pause just for a moment. Yes, an ad is coming up, and I get it. No one loves interruptions. But these ads are so important. They keep this podcast alive. They allow me to keep bringing you meaningful discussions. And what's more, I only partner with companies that genuinely contribute to the conversations about mental health and well-being. Companies that value this conversation so much, they're willing to put their own money behind it. And for that, I'm grateful. So with a nod to those shared values, I want to briefly talk about something that's made a real difference in my wife's life. And that is Honey Love. February is the month of love, and there's nothing my wife loves more than a comfortable bra. That's why I'm thrilled to have Honey Love as today's sponsor. Honey Love has truly revolutionized the bra game, eliminating the need for underwire and bulky fabrics. Instead, they offer supportive bonding and fabric that's so soft it feels like second skin. So comfortable that sometimes she even forgets she's wearing it. And for a limited time, Honey Love is offering a special deal for our listeners. 20% off your entire order by using our exclusive link, honeylove.com backslash calm, C-A-L-M. Help support this show and experience next level comforts. My wife swears by at honeylove.com slash calm, C-A-L-M. See, that wasn't so bad. Thank you for giving that a listen. It's partnerships like these that help keep the lights on and helps me continue the conversation, bringing you valuable content your way. Now, back to overcoming self-doubt and recognizing, recognizing it as a fear that limits our potential in the first step. But what comes next? How do we move beyond recognition to action? Number one. Stop comparing yourself to others. I know, that's a hard one. Stop comparing yourself to others. One of the quickest ways to fill yourself with self-doubt is to compare your own journey with someone else's. Maybe you see someone who seems to have it all together. You think, oh, why can't I be like that? Or maybe you see someone who has made similar mistakes as you. And you think, I'm never going to get it right. <sighs> Comparing yourself to others only makes you feel worse about yourself. And it only furthers the fuel 
and your self-doubt. So instead of looking what others have done or haven't done, focus on your own journey. Focus on your own progress. The second way to rid self-doubt is to give yourself some credit. This is really hard. When was the last time you acknowledged your own accomplishments? If you're like most people, it's probably been a while. We are quick to point out our flaws and our shortcomings, but we often overlook our success. We often overlook our strengths. Start giving yourself some credit for all the great things you've done, no matter how small they may seem. Acknowledging your accomplishments will help boost your confidence and remind you you're capable of achieving great things. Give yourself some props. You deserve them. You've worked hard to be where you are. And then finally, to rid yourself of this silly self-doubt, focus on solutions, not problems. Do you find yourself dwelling on all the things that could go wrong? Again, there's that word fear again. Do you allow your mind to run wild with negative thoughts and scenarios? If so, it's time to start focusing on the solution instead of the problem. When you catch yourself thinking negative thoughts, immediately counter them with positive ones. I know it sounds silly and it sounds like, does that really work? But let me give you an example. If you're doubting your ability to finish a project, Tell yourself that you can do it and brainstorm ways to make it easier. Break it down into small little steps that are easily done. Focusing on these tiny solutions instead of this big problem, you'll start seeing these obstacles as challenges instead of roadblocks. And that will give you the confidence you need to overcome. Yes, that old shirt we've had for years, it's comfortable, it's familiar, and we can't help but feel uh, a little sentimental when we see it. The fabric is worn thin, though. The color is faded, and the stitching is coming undone. But sometimes it's necessary to let go of these old shirts, these old drawers of hurt, even if it means saying goodbye to a beloved piece of clothing. After all, just like our drawers, our emotional space needs to be decluttered every once in a while. So the next time you're feeling attached to an old shirt, to an old crutch, to an old familiar baggage, ask yourself, is it really worth keeping in this drawer? Is it worth holding on to? Or is it time to create some new space in your life for something new to wear? To find more episodes of Comet Down, see where I may be appearing in your area, or to simply want to know where to send me some chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and not intended, nor should they, 
serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you. And you should only act upon the advice of this physician. Now, I'm an extreme empath by nature, but my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or a physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this in future podcast episodes to aid those needs. So to find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CometDownPodcast.com. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review, or better yet, share it with a friend. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come, as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of mental and emotional health. Thank you for listening. Thank you for living. And until next time, be kind to your mind and join me again as we calm it down. <laughs>